Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Nick. You can find us at hypercleanstore.com. Also, go check out the Facebook group, Hyperclean Specialist, where we got a lot of stuff going on. It's SEMA week. Share some thoughts. I'm recording this on Friday, just before I head to the show for the final day. I'm going to share some of the good of the show here to start today's episode. SEMA is always going to be a positive. If you make it a positive. I think that is what I learned this week. I had a bunch of people stop by my shop where I could sit with them for an hour, privately talk business, create more of a relationship, come up with future plans. We have those types of things. Otherwise I met with people at the show and when you meet with people at the show, it usually is so busy that you can't actually do anything. Can't get anything done. It's different now. SEMA has a lot of open area. SEMA has a lot of elbow room. And so we're able to meet with distributors, met our distributor from Hawaii, Ikeka. We, we got to sit and talk to him for an hour, got to talk to other media members, people that have podcasts, those types of things. But the most important thing about this week is to create relationships. And this is what I said before SEMA, and this is what I'll say after this week of SEMA. We, I get to walk the show with uh, Brian, one of our great distributors, and we get to talk business and life and check this out and check that out. Went into different halls, walked detailing, shot the shit. Wasn't always able to do that at SEMA. SEMA used to be so crowded five, you know, 2019 and before that you couldn't get anything done. So now we have to take the good of SEMA and talk about it. If you walk into SEMA and you're just here for a vacation, that's a cool way to experience uh, SEMA. It really is. Walk around, see the cars. Don't have a lot of pressure on yourself. Don't care about meetings. Take it as a vacation. If you're coming to SEMA and you're telling me it's about business, then you need to have lots of meetings set up. That's my personal opinion. Walking booth to booth aimlessly and trying to figure out what's going on, you're probably not going to love SEMA that much anymore. But if you come in and say, I'm going to meet with these people, already emailed them, already texted them, already called them before SEMA, we get, I'm going to figure out this, this, and this for my business, SEMA can be an incredible positive every year from this point out. SEMA has changed. I don't know if it's ever going to go back to the way it was, but you got to take the positive and say, how do I capitalize on the change? Went to a several film companies, threw some film at some booths, tested out some products, tested out some squeegees, got to do some things with their film, got to try their colored film, try try the this film and that film, and we're releasing this, and check out this new product we have. You can make it a positive. SEMA will always be a positive as long as it's around if you can make it positive. There is no doubt about it that being able to meet with one another once a year at something like SEMA is incredibly valuable, but you have to make it valuable. I went to several lunches, several dinners this week. I haven't seen my family a whole lot. It's been a bell-to-bell type of week, and you have to do that, in my opinion, in the position that I'm in with my VR business and with something along the lines of 
hyperclean. I have so many meetings surrounded by hyperclean. I had people come here talking about our products in my shop. I made it a positive. But SEMA has changed. And there's nothing we can do about it. The cars are still cool. The builds are still cool. Although to me, after going at, you know, <laughs> been going to SEMA since 2010 or late 2009, actually, I can tell you right now that this is the thing that people don't realize is that you've seen the same things over and over again. And that's not on the builders and that's not on this guy or that guy, but you've seen it all coming once every five years. If you're not going to come out here to do business and you just want to check things out is probably enough. And all of us hope to get to a point in our business where we say to one another or say inside of our business, you know, SEMA's not that big of a deal. I can take the trip. The money's no issue. My business is doing well. Yet I see rants online from people supposedly building big brands and doing big things and are talking about the expensive nature of flying to SEMA. Folks, don't think like that. It's not tough to get on a plane and come to Vegas. You're not flying to the middle of wherever, you know, wherever in, 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 in the middle of nowhere for a show. This isn't some small city. It's easy to get to. It's easy to get in and out of the airport. Yeah, it's expensive to get a room, but you can find rooms off the strip just as easy. You can find an Airbnb off the strip at a reasonable price. So don't buy into these people that are telling you that they're killing it, yet it's such an expense to come to SEMA. You all should be looking at it. How do I make enough money in my business? How do I have enough money for my gig to go to SEMA and never think about the money? And we're not always there. I shared this last week. There were times in my business where I certainly couldn't afford to come to SEMA. If I lived away from Vegas, I wouldn't have been able to make it, but that's okay. It's a starting point. But people with established business now talking about how expensive it is just to fly to SEMA, not even buying a booth. Yeah, booths are expensive. This trip is expensive for a lot of people that are presenting at the show, that are at the show as a brand. It's a very expensive trip. And I want to celebrate everybody in detailing that spent the money to put up a booth. It's a huge expense. It's a huge commitment. I'm really happy that those companies are doing that. I don't have any hatred towards anything that happens at SEMA. Telling the truth is not hating on what's happened. I will celebrate everybody in detailing that has risked their money to come as a sponsor, excuse me, as a, uh, somebody that puts a booth at SEMA as an exhibitor, excuse me, because it is a big cost and we should celebrate it. And I'm glad that they do it. doesn't matter whether I agree with those people or they're a competitor of mine. I'm glad that they've chose to spend the money and give us a representation at the show. That leads me to the next point. You can't always pat everybody on the back. You can't always look around and go, hey, man, things are peachy. This has been a tough show for detailing. I got the text messages and I got the pictures and I got the everything to prove it. We've heard in this industry from some people that they used to be embarrassed to be detailers. I didn't want to tell people I was a detailer. I was embarrassed to clean cars for a living. Well, I've never been embarrassed. I get to work on millions of dollars worth of cars every week in my business. There's nothing embarrassing about it. I love cars. I enjoy cars. That's why I do it. 
I've never been embarrassed. But you've heard people say that. And for those that you that haven't, that's a big thing. People stake their claim. I was embarrassed. We're trying to make it so nobody's embarrassed. Well, I'm going to share some stuff from this week that's not so positive, that's not so uplifting about things that have gone on at SEMA. Now, mind you, I've just told you all the respect in the world for the people that have spent the money to be here. I love what SEMA's become because I can leverage my relationships and have a great show. I got no reason to hate on SEMA. SEMA's in my city. It's important to Las Vegas. It's important to my business VR. It's important to HyperClean. SEMA is a very, very important week for my businesses. But if you don't represent well as an industry, you get judged as an industry. The West Hall, which is the brand new part of the convention center, detailing and film and all these other little small players are over there, as well as the big players. And guess what? After you get through SunTech and, and Expel and you start walking through that hall, it gets more and more dead. You can hear a pin drop at some points in the show. There's no energy. There's no excitement. Maybe some booths have it, but it's not excitement throughout the aisle. It's not well run throughout the aisles. There's no music. There's no energy. People sitting down at the booth, people having four or five microphones at the booth while people are sitting and yelling at their booth. It's like, you know, 15 by 15, telling everybody how smart they are. Marty and I will get into it, but the copycat nature of all these microphones in these booths, it's gone far enough. Doesn't happen in any part of the show other than detailing, where people are constantly trying to tell you how smart they are at their booth. They're not there to interact with you. They're there for their ego. And what happens is it takes the fun out of the show. It takes the energy and sucks the oxygen out of the show in that area. Like I tell everybody, I'd said it on the, on the community pub on Wednesday night. You couldn't name five audio shops in your area. You couldn't even probably name one in most cities. And the audio hall is just energetic and people everywhere and all kinds of things going on. Three CEOs of big companies texted me this week. One actually sat in my, or two sat in my office and one I talked to at the show and they all texted me. What's going on in the detailing part of the show? These are decision makers, guys. These are people that go out and tell their people, hey, go do business with detailers or don't do business with those detailers. That's how the world works. You want to know why most detailers struggle to get film into their business. It's because the film companies don't respect you. Why don't they respect you? You didn't do anything wrong. No, you didn't. The industry did though. We got people sponsoring parties and sponsoring things and they're in trashy places. They're not in nice places. They're in dungeons off, off the strip. I got all these text messages about a party, and I don't care about parties, but let me tell you why it's important. If you look at SunTech and Expel that represent the film industry, whether the film industry likes that or not, but that's the truth, they're throwing massive parties on the strip. I got invited to both. 
I got VIP passes to both, like every other installer that, that that's good at installing. It's not special. I'm not trying to say it is. But they pay for the booze, and you got the overlooking the strip, and you're at a main place that represents the industry well. And that's important for the film industry. But it's also important for our industry to see what that part of the industry thinks of detailing. And so I had these CEOs, VP, uh, a couple sales reps say, what the hell is going on in detailing? Why do you need to throw a party in some dungeon off the strip? Some crap place off the strip. Why are people sponsoring that? I said, I don't know. Let me rewind the clock for everybody that doesn't know. Marty's thrown a party pre-SEMA before at, or, you know, at, in Las Vegas. Five grand to get rent out a big room in Gordon Biersch. I'm not saying it's the most expensive place, but it's a nice, respectable place to throw a party. Costs about five, six grand. Maybe today it costs eight grand. I'm being told everybody's millionaires. Why can't we get a nice room? And this isn't a judgment on my part. This is the things that people are sending to my phone all the time. I don't know about this stuff and don't care. But we have people sponsoring stuff where guys have pulled guns before. We have people sponsoring stuff where people are yelling at their parties and screaming and maybe not the most balanced to be running a party. And it's not my judgment except for this. If you just run a party for your friends and your fans and you don't represent the industry in your posts, you don't talk about the industry party and this is an industry party and everybody in detailing can come, but I don't really give a rip. It's your party. If you want to throw it at a shit place, I don't care. I don't go to the parties anyway. It's not my scene. So I don't care. Except when you represent our industry and you say, oh, this is our industry. This is an industry party. Okay, well then how about you buck up the money because I'm told everybody's making a lot of it, or at least you tell everybody you're making a lot of it, and hold it in a respectable place. Can't do it. And so what happens? People go to those parties, and here's exactly what I heard from a VP at one of the film companies. This is exactly why people don't want to do business with detailers. How the hell is this acceptable from somebody who's an industry leader? And I go, don't know. So let's go back when somebody says they're embarrassed about, they, they were embarrassed in the past about being a detailer, but you're not embarrassed in throwing a party at a low rent place. 50 years old and can't get a, a reasonable room to throw your party. That's not a good thing, folks. That doesn't bode well for you who did nothing wrong because now the sun tax and the expels of the world they're going to view you through that lens because the decision makers at SEMA don't get to see everything that goes on. And all of us think, well, the $20 detailer is the one that's destroying the industry. Okay. On a local level, let's have that conversation. On a global level, how you are presented at SEMA as an industry is a lot more important than the $20 detailer. Because the decision makers are going to say, hey, we're not bringing on any detail shops. I deal with a film company that actively tries to do business with tent shops over detail shops. Let that sink in. It's not like tenters are the most high-valued people in the world. No offense. But we're seen below tenters? And why? I had one person tell me because he went to a few of these parties years ago. And now he's in a decision 
position. He's a decision maker at a large film company. And so he actively tells his reps, hey, man, don't really worry about bringing detailers on. There's a part of all of this, man, where we have to look around and we have to understand that some of this stuff is not good. Doesn't mean it's the end of the world. I'm not sitting here looking around going, hey, man, everybody's... No, I'm just sharing my thought of what I saw at SEMA. Sitting around at SEMA, being cliquish at SEMA, looking in a booth and everybody wearing the same exact shirt and there's 40 people in there and it's the same people every time you walk by the booth, that's not a positive. But that's what detailing is today. Was not a good show for detailing. And I hope all the people spent the money and especially the, the guys that I like out there and they know who they are. I hope they get their money out of this. I really do. I want SEMA to be a success, but let me now take all of this and talk about a solution. Detailing has got to come together and start talking to SEMA to energize the detailing part of the, uh, of the SEMA show. When you see Expel and SunTech at the show, you could spit gum to each other's booth, and they want it that way. It's the McDonald's and Burger King philosophy, as Marty shared with me. The, the McDonald's and Burger King philosophy is they love being next to each other because that's where they want to be. They don't want to be far away from one another. If somebody's looking for fast food, they want an opportunity to sell that person. So SunTech and Expel, you can literally spit the gum out of your mouth and hit each other's booth. And yet detailing kind of mixed matched all throughout the show. It's a little bit more organized this year, but again, you have no energy in that part of the show. So let me give everybody, because I thought we had an association that was supposed to be bringing this industry together and, and doing problems as a unit, but we all know that's not happening. So let me put it out as a real solution here. We got to come together and we got to talk to the SEMA people and we got to talk about our section of the show. And we can't have people in separate halls and down the street and this, put everybody together, get some music in that part of the hall, put a couple speakers playing the same thing. I don't care if it's just background music. We need energy in that part of the show. And I'll be glad for any of you to reach out to me and I'll facilitate the meeting with the SEMA people and we'll have a conversation and I'll help every which way I can. Let me give you another solution. If you don't know how to throw a party or where to throw a party, give me a shout. Because I get that not everybody understands Vegas. So let me help out in a real way. You guys walking the West Hall this week can look across the street and see Piero's where Sinatra and the Rat Pack used to hang out. It's right across the street from where detailing has been all week. If you want to get a room in there, it's literally a text message away for me or anywhere else you want to go. We can all put in two grand into a pot. All of a sudden, we'll have 100 grand and 50 companies, and we'll sponsor a real event. And we'll throw it in a reputable place on the strip or around the strip that we can all be proud of. Because if we're going to represent the industry, let's go represent the industry. If you want to keep your party private, then keep it private. But don't represent me and all the hardworking detailers out there in the way that's been going on with these parties here at SEMA. And there's more than one person to blame. We have sponsors that are sponsoring them, and those guys aren't embarrassed. I can't understand it.
if you're making real money, man, throw a party at a place we all can be excited about. I'm not going to go to the party. I'm not a party guy. But I'll gladly put two grand of HyperClean's money up, five grand of HyperClean's money, whatever amount gets us to a place of, of, of some type of reputation here. I don't want to get detailers and film reps and CEOs of companies texting me day and night talking about the embarrassment of these parties. And that's all that I got this week. Because it doesn't have to be that way. I support everybody that went to the show. If you're going to throw a party for your people, throw a party for your people, man. But don't tell everybody it's an industry party and then throw it in a dungeon off the strip. I got so many text messages about the embarrassment, and I'm talking about from detailers that could only stay there 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes. Most people didn't make it an hour. Millionaires don't throw parties like that. I say this all the time. It's not about you wondering who we're talking about. It's about opening everyone's eyes to we have to stop the silliness. Stop telling people you're making millions of dollars and you can't spend five grand to go to a decent room and throw a party. Especially when they're sponsors. And if you're a sponsor, come on, man. There's plenty of other things to do here at SEMA. There's plenty of ways for all of us to come together and make this industry really respectable at SEMA. As of today, that's not happening. I can make SEMA as great as I want to make it for me and my companies. But I'm one guy. I'm sharing it with all of you, which means you can go out there and make the show a great asset for yourself. But if all of you that care about the industry, because I get told that all the time, all of you care about the industry, then you should want the industry to be represented differently than what it is at SEMA. It's not a judgment of any single person. Again, the respect and the amount of money these people have paid to be involved with the show is astronomical, and I respect the hell out of it. We all could make the show terrific for all of us, for the industry, but you got to come together. Somebody has got to start talking, and I'll, I'll put myself, I got no problem, guys. Now, we all know that the companies that won't take me up on the offer. But I'm, it's a sincere offer. I will go out there and I will help everybody navigate SEMA, talk to the SEMA people, and make this better for the industry. I'm not here trying to rail on people and offer no solution. The solutions are simple. We have to navigate the show as a group and then build your booth. at the. Uh, I'm not saying hang out all week. But the months leading up to it, you need to negotiate as a group because that's what's happening in other industries. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Other industries are coming together to organize the show, and then they go on about their business. Nobody's organizing the show for detailing, and it's obvious. I'm going to say it again. The vast majority of people, and this is, I should say this, this was said to me by somebody who's a media member, and I know he's going to be listening to this episode so you know who you are. Not everybody at the show should be holding a microphone. Matter of fact, I don't know very many people that should. Those are his words. What the hell are we doing as an industry? And he wasn't saying it as judgment or he dislikes somebody or some brand. He's not that guy. But he actually asked me 
are we watching the start of the downfall of an industry that's gone through a boom? And it's an interesting question to leave you with on today's episode. This show has looked very bad for detailing, and it's no one's fault. It's just where we're at. Traffic is down by the thousands to that part of the show. And this guy looks at me and goes, maybe we reached where we're going to reach, and it's not going to get any better than it's been. And it can only go downhill from there. And that's a really dark thing to say in the middle of a show. But when we were looking down the aisles and seeing no one at the show, it's all you could do but look and go, what the hell are we looking at? The word innovation is going to be very interesting inside of our industry. And him and I had this conversation. We got some news coming from HyperClean that's going to knock your socks off. We got some investments we're about to make that are going to make us very different than we are today. What are the futures of these shows? Right now, it doesn't look good. SEMA and others as well. I have no idea what the future holds. It could change tomorrow. But we're going to make adjustments. We're going to keep you informed. We're going to straight shoot on this podcast. And I know there's going to be some people that don't like what's been said here, and that's fine. But folks, I got no reason to hate on anybody. If SEMA's popping, if SEMA's booming, it's great for both of my businesses. It's great for my city. The word's out this week, not good. But you can always make something a positive. That's what I've done. I got to tell you, I'm kind of done with the dinner meetings, and I'm done with the 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. days, but it's been a lot of fun. And for everybody that I met with this week, and you guys know who you are, it's been a great week for me. I loved meeting our distributors, especially. I loved meeting with people that we're working with behind the scenes. I love the time. I love the opinions. I love the professionalism of the people we're surrounding ourselves with. HyperClean is on the way to the moon, man. And it's all because of the great people I met with this week and so many of you listening to this. And I hope everybody gets on our train because the news we got coming is going to really be game-changing for us and all of you. Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend.